This episode of the Stakers and Scuffs podcast with Cam K and Graydon Bunn has been presented by our friend Remax Jack. If you are looking to sell or buy within the GTA, Remax Jack is the person to go to. He's who Cam K trusts in his search for his next home, and he should be yours as well. Check him out at remaxjack.ca. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Cam K, Graydon Bun. We are here with a champion, a a driver who, uh, let's just say, I think she she knows how to kick butt in Ontario racing. She's done it for Definitely. a couple of years, right? Uh, Amanda Balson is here on the show. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are to have you as well because this is uh, this is cool because you're the first hot rod driver that we've actually had on the podcast. So mm-hmm. let's let's first talk about it because it's a series that uh, I was br- it was brand new to me a couple of years ago. And thanks to GeForce TV, our, our partners for this episode, we've been lucky enough to catch many a race. So what what is the Oscar Hot Rod series? So essentially. Um... You know, when uh, limited late models started to sort of um, filter out, I mean, I know they're still around, but um, start, you know, filter out a little bit. The the chassis and the lim- limited late models started evolving and there were so many chassis left over um, that Dave Gameforth and uh, a few other guys decided that we needed a use for these cars. These cars were still good cars. So Good chassis. There were tons of them. They were really cheap, and mm-hmm. Rod was, was born. Um, I'm not sure who came up with the idea with the bodies. I, th- I think it was Dave Gainforth. Um, bodies being uh, seven, 1974 and older, um, mm-hmm. having uh, made of steel and having to resemble the car, the body that period time as close as you could get um i believe somewhere in the rules it does say you have to have the original front and rear bumper from the car that's running um they have 602 in them um they're they're basically a limited late model underneath with a steel body and uh and a 10 inch clip so um yeah it's it's basically uh you know a, a super street stock on steroids a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh it's one of those those series that you go out and you i mean it i mean my my, my dad's uh you know he likes his classics and mm-hmm. be able to see be able to see some of those out there let's let's talk about what your car what is what car is it that uh, that you drive um so we went with the 1974 camaro um, i think you know i, I don't want to beat a dead horse but everybody knows uh what we sort of uh came out with uh, i guess a year we tried to pass off as a 74 Camaro, um, which it, which it was, it just had a little bit of an edge to it. We kind of went with 1970s, um, junior Hanley, super late model feel, um, which the series went a little too far with the front end of it. Everything ended up working out fine. We, uh, we changed a few things and, uh, I guess it looks more like a 74 showroom floor now than 
it's a very, uh, it sticks out on the track very well. And, uh, my wife got the picture of it at Delaware with the sunset in the background there. It was set that it's such a striking car and it sticks out. And the beauty of that series is the kind of the artistic creativity that you get to have with the cars. I mean, as you said, with the body styles and you get the, the great competition of the, the V eights and, and really get to have uh, an artistic impression and, and leave your mark. Yeah, I think like when, um, you know, as a fan, when you're looking at the field of hot rods, like, um, you know, everything is just a little bit different, right? Everything is mm-hmm. its own way. And, um, you know, that definitely makes it interesting. I mean, it's uh, template bodies and, you know, there's definitely a place for that in racing, like in, in you know, pro late model racing and late model racing, um, you know, template sure. or something that definitely needs to be had for, for various reasons or obvious reasons. It, yeah, no, it's pretty cool with the Hot Rod series and how, um, you know, you, you can you can recognize the car. You look at the late models, you know, whatever it says on the front, Ford, Chevy, whatever, they all look exactly the same. <laughs> so, yeah. a little bit. So, Amanda, I've got to ask because... Yes, the Cup Series did it first. Pintings was going to do it before that. And then you guys decided that you guys were going to do something a little crazy last year. And you guys decided to take the Hot Rod Series on dirt. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask, how was it? So, first off, I want to say that I was very excited to go to Brighton Speedway. Our friends um, that own the track, Angie and Mark Rinaldi, they're huge supporters mm-hmm. of our so i was super pumped to get there um definitely try out the dirt i never have before um i actually i tested there a few weeks before we went there um on a regular night and it actually went really really well um now unfortunately the night that we went there um i think we staying with the slick tire and not looking for the dirt tires um I had a heck of a time. I was all over the place. <laughs> Pretty much, I think the only one ran the slick and didn't opt for the dirt tire. Um, I think that was probably a critical mistake. Uh, even finishing, I took some damage to the body. I mean, not, not I expected it to be, but I think when we go there this year, um, we'll definitely be a little bit better prepared my feet wet been on the track a couple times so um i'm gonna look dirt tire have a little bit better of a time this year last last yeah uh so amanda um my boys uh unfortunately couldn't be here but uh they're they're living it up down in florida right now with their mom and their nana but uh they, they did have some questions that they had prepared for you. So I want to ask on behalf of my eldest, Owen, he he wanted to know what it was like being uh, Canada's first late model uh, female champion and what that season was like for you. Um, that was a very uh, memorable season for me. It was uh, 2000 Peterborough Speedway. Um, super special to me because at the time it was – for, for the most part, it was just 
myself and Kelly and my mm -hmm. father. And Kelly did a lot of the setups on that car. I mean, we did have some help, but on a week to week basis, like we did the work on the car. Like, um, you know, Kelly was my spotter. It was just a very, um, I guess like a very intimate win for, uh, for mm -hmm. us like where we didn't have a lot of help from the outside and we ran against some good competition that year. Um, and as far as being, you know, like the first uh, woman to win a late model championship, I mean, I, you know, it, I guess it's just a, it's just a thing that we say, but yeah. I, I, you know, like it's, it just felt incredible to be a champion, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. It's, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I really do, uh, want to touch on because you, you know, you, you said it's just a thing that we say and, yeah. you know, it, it, but it is ob glaringly obvious that we, we don't have a field full of, of female drivers in, in motorsports mm -hmm. it is something that I, I think, I think we would all agree is still lacking uh, minorities in racing and, and mm -hmm. women in racing, but I, I've got to hear your opinion on what Bush lights new campaign is. Um, with sponsoring uh, women in the United States and, and not just drivers within ARCA and, and the Xfinity series, but drivers in the modifieds, you know, drivers in trucks, something like a Jennifer Joe Cobb, just to, just to have a little bit of sponsorship on their car and help and get their name out there. Even. I mean, I look, I, I think any support that women get, from any company is incredible. And I think Anheuser-Busch stepping up and putting up like $10 million, that's huge, huge. Um, if I wanna be completely honest, um, am I happy about the, the way they gave it out? Not really. I mean, it's a lot of money and it just seems to me like the people they gave it to kind of, they don't need it, they already got their shot. I think that, it, you know, have a chance to for a win or have a chance to you know make a splash um you know what about the girls that you know i, I don't want to say like myself like i'm in my mid 40s i mean you know whatever right <laughs> i have to go to work <laughs> i take off and and uh, you know race for eight months somewhere i wish i can't um but what about the girls that are winning races that kind of don't have enough money to like get to that next level and i'm not talking yeah. about people running a mini stock that are you know, like I'm talking about, there's a lot of girls out there running late models, pro late models. They're doing well, um, but they don't have that money to get up to that next level because you know, let's yeah. basically anybody does. And if Anheuser-Busch wants to throw this money out there, it just seems to me like, look, Jennifer Joe Cobb is a personal friend of mine. She's a lovely girl. She's a good race car driver. It's just, you know, her, her equipment is lacking. She's been around for 25 years. Mm -hmm. I don't think a dollars is going to do it. And it didn't, you know, she didn't qualify mm -hmm. for Kona. Um, Natalie Decker comes from a lot of money, comes from a very wealthy family, had the money to pay the way right up there. Hasn't, hasn't produced the results just yet. So I just, you know, I just think I don't want to like rag on them because that's an awful look for or any woman that's racing to do that. But um, I just, you know, where they allocated some of the money, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like even the uh, Melissa Field and the modified, um, 
you know, a, a career best finish of, of like 16th or 17th and four or five seasons of modified racing is just, I don't think that's going to cut it. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to take a million dollars to go run up front uh, the wheel of modified tour with it. That, that's all. I, I just would have liked it to see it go to people that just need that extra push to get there. Like not maybe the ones that are already there, the family money, right? Like you're just getting yeah. more money from people. That's really all. You know. That's completely valid. I mean, it, yeah. like if they did a little bit more homework that like to what you're speaking about and dug a little deeper and just into these series and see the people that just are on that cutting edge of the raw talent only gets you so far and they just need that extra little push. I think that that money would be a little better allocated that way. And you, you spoke to it perfectly. Yeah, it's so hard to differentiate sometimes, too, because the sport that, you know, racing as a sport, like you, you need money to do well, like you can't just mm-hmm. be good because you be good and not have any money. And if you're in garbage equipment, home will ever see how good you are. You sort of need all of it. But mm-hmm. I just like with some of the Anheuser-Busch people, they've already the money was already there. So what was like, you know what I mean? I feel like you just said it right there. The yeah. Anheuser Bush people, do they have a racing consultant panel that said, Hey, this, this person in this series needs it. It just feels like that. It was a, a marketing rep or somebody that just said, let's just everybody we know. Yeah. The, the Haley Deegan's and the, the insert name here of the world. It just seems like if they had, yeah some racers in there saying hey we know this person in this series and and the amanda balsh in the the quick quick series i mean it's and and i mean i would have loved to see some of the money go to Haley deegan because right now like she's a that's a viable option i think just the only reason why part of that was because of legal drinking it dates, right. I think, yeah. funny right yeah fair see- enough yeah and you know is that is that a legitimate option um, you know, to be the next Danica or be the next, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, she is like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. she had good runs in Arca. Um, it's in a couple of years in trucks now, hopefully something happened this year, but at least there's results there behind, behind yeah. that. But I enjoy it. So I guess further to this, this question, uh, Amanda, and this is why it's, it's, I like having this conversation with, a, with someone who's been in that you've been in that situation you've had to you know compete and and you've you've had your your share of of years to to get you know uh, rides and to get sponsors and it doesn't seem like it's an easy thing especially in Canada the motorsport scene um in in Canada it seems at least through 2022, like it might be getting a bit of a resurgence. It seems like there's a lot more buzz and maybe that's COVID related. Um, I would assume that people are just ready to get going and and are sick of being at home. But what is the biggest battle in finding sponsorship? Is it cost? Is it um, return of investment? Like what is it that you find is the biggest hurdle? I think, I think the hardest thing for any race car driver is to go to a company and convince them that putting their name on the side of the car or your car is worth it for them, like providing value. Um, 
you know, when you really step back and think about it, what kind of value are we providing like a big major company? It's hard, you know, um, smaller companies that maybe aren't so known or just getting going. Yeah. Okay. We have potential to reach a bunch of different markets and, and things like that in different areas, um, you know, over like a fairly quick period of time for a relatively low cost. Um, but as far as like Pinties or someone like myself trying to get involved in Pinties and trying to find, you know, literally like a quarter million dollars, like where's the value in that? You know, um, yeah. it's just, it's like, I, you know, I don't want to knock their series. I want to knock racing yeah. at all. Where is that value? It's the same, you know, 20,000 people. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to have it's value. A- it's very hard. It's yeah. a daunting task in in the climate that we are realistically living in in Canada. I mean, it's a tall hill to climb for anybody. Yeah. I think when you really, um, you know, when you really get down to it and um, these big companies that are involved in Pinties and, and such like that, there's always things going on behind the scenes that, you know, why Lowe's is involved or why whoever's involved like there there's always like deals being made behind the scenes that maybe they're getting product from here and selling it in this store you know uh you know for instance like a a company like revlon or something gives shoppers drug mart a bunch of free product and now shoppers drug mart's on a car and it's all you know it's all things that work like that it's all who you know and you almost have to have a business degree to kind of make deals like that in today's world right and that's uh that's tough that's that's really tough (laughs) It's, it's funny because we've kind of talked about the, the different avenues of racing and, you know, you've been in the, the hot rod series, but you, you it's not, you didn't, and you've done late models, but mm-hmm. uh, you've also been in the OSS series. And obviously that's a series that's close to my heart being involved in it. And um, you know, uh, one thing that you can say is that you are a feature winner in the, in the Ontario sportsman series. And let's go back a little bit and talk about kind of that experience because you had, driven a beautiful if i don't mind me saying it, it was a beautiful 16 car i love i love just the i don't know something about those those 2000 early 2000s stock cars were just they're so good looking and i don't know not that not that i don't like the pindies cars now but there's just a difference between the pontiacs back then and they had the hard for now, the man. age group man yeah I, man. those those pontiacs i mean they're my favorite looking race car i don't know what it is about them but um, you drove one to victory lane. Toronto, is that what is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you know what? They were very cool. Very, you know, the flange fit bodies on those cars, and I uh, and the fiberglass is uh, depending on who you ask. <laughs> it looks beautiful when you had to fix it. Ooh, ouch! Like not a lot of fun. I know my father-in-law had uh, a few choice words for those bodies. <laughs> But um, I had a lot of fun in that series. Um, I love the format of that series, um, the qualifying, the longer races. Um, of course, uh, my I think my second start in the series that we got the win at Delaware. Um, it's still like just such an exciting moment for me and uh, our team and. Uh, Man, we were a huge underdog going into that race. Like nobody thought we were, nobody thought anything. (laughs) Put it it that way. Nobody thought we were going to be anywhere close that day. Um, 
we knew <laughs> we knew we had a we definitely knew we had a good car but that no that win definitely came uh, it was a little minorly shocking to me like I remember as that race was going on and picking off cars one at a time one at a time and Kelly kept saying to me like okay like you know we're this is good we're in third huh, you know what keep going go get him go get him and okay we're in we're gonna finish second you know what you're catching the leader just keep going and I, I kept thinking I'm catching them. I, this this is gonna happen, and uh, yeah, I have uh, I have some uh, in car uh, from that. I know some of it's on the internet, but I cut off when I crossed the line because those were what we call private moments in the car. <laughs> yeah. um, not not for everyone to see, but um, yeah, I was definitely uh, overwhelmed with joy, really excited, and um, that was such a great night. Such a great night. Oh, it's so cool. Um, I got my youngest Riley. He, uh, I got to read what he wrote because it's just, he's a paint scheme guy. He's, he's such a artist and creative guy. Um, so yeah, he says, first of all, I'm a paint scheme guy and I love the look of your race car. And so does our mom. She got a great picture of it at Delaware. I'm also a fan of the number 16. I've rooted for Greg Biffle ever since I can remember. What does the number 16 mean to you? So the number 16 for me, I can tell you. Um, so I, I grew up watching my dad race cars and he was number 16. Now that number was chosen because that was our original house number where I grew mm -hmm. up right? my childhood home. And uh, I, have to pick a number and oh we'll just pick the number off the house well I wore that number on like I'm obviously I've played a ton of sports mostly um, mm -hmm. ball and hockey um, so I wore number 16 all my life on every jersey and every sport I ever played so just pretty natural for me to uh, continue on the 16 with racing but yeah it was definitely it was uh, it was my dad's choice of number sort of out of nowhere um, but you know <laughs> That's working. <laughs> Amanda, the 2022 season is a is a is coming really quickly. Um, I'm curious if you're able to talk about your plans for this year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like always, um, I try and run a full season. That's always my intention. Um, I, my job, I, I shift work. Um, you know, so I, I do work a lot of weekends and I obviously I have co-workers and they would love to have every weekend off in the summer as well. So um, we have to share sometimes, but uh, I try and make it work the best I can. I take uh, holidays around all the big races. So um, my plan is to make it work the best I can. 2022 Oscar Hot Rod Series. Um, really, really looking forward to it. There's some really cool things on the schedule that uh, I can't wait to give a go to. And uh, yeah. So that's, that's the plan anyway. Well, you, you've got at least one hurdle that's, that's gone from that series uh, Tyler Hahn saying that he's going up to super stock. So you feel a little bit uh, lucky that, uh, that Hahn is, is moving on. Oh uh, no, that's that. No, <laughs> 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 me. no, no. It, you know, the more competition that's in the series, the better. Right. So, I mean, 
I wouldn't, that, it's not a happy thing that a good competitor has left the series. It's, uh, you know, it just, it is what it is. He wants to move on to different things, you know, good for him, but yeah, it's just more like you've, you've lost another strong car. So that that's not always a good thing, but then again, like I've heard, there's a few more new guys coming along and, um, I, you know, I think the competition level is going to be uh, top notch this year. I, I don't think, I think last year is probably the strongest um, level of competition I've seen in hot rods since the inception of the series. And I think we're just going up from here. I really do. One of those things that we've seen, I, the, the, we saw the entry list last year and it was huge. And if you're saying that there's even more guys potentially coming in, wow, guys, make sure you do yourselves a favor and catch the 16 hot rod in the Oscar hot rod series this year. Amanda Balson, we had some technical problems, uh, quite a lot of them. That's, that's the, the, the time of, uh, uh, of technology is that it, uh, Never seems Try to squeeze in your partners and uh, who gets you there too. Yes, let's do that. Sorry, what was the last? I... Uh, you have your fire suit and uh, and everything in in your shot. Uh, who gets you to the track, Amanda? Oh, definitely. Sorry, I couldn't uh, catch what you said there at the end. Um, Mike Schmidt at London Recreational Racing, one of my hugest, longest standing supporters. Um, Rod and Barb Cochran from Cochran Automotive. Uh, Frank and Annika from Quick Quick Firestarter. Yeah. Um, they're amazing people. I look forward to those that Frank makes in the summer, like top notch. Um, <laughs> for uh, a racing design, uh, see what she can do. True North Tradecraft. Um, oh, Brighton Speedway. Don't think I've left anybody out, but we got to talk about. I got a new one for this year, and I know, I know, Cam wants to talk about this. So, <laughs> well, um, so, so what do we say? Cam does these fictional cars, and he did up the uh, fictional Fix It females car, and he put my name on it, put a sixteen on it. Lo and behold, Fix It females sees the fictional car. They love the idea um, it, and facilitates a little meeting between Theo uh, and Stasia and myself. Um, we actually just spoke on the phone a few days ago and I'm very pleased to say that uh, Fix It Females is going to be on my hot rod for 2022. Um, they're a, a renovation kitchen, bathroom, any, pretty much any type of renovation company that employs mostly females to do the work, the design, the shopping, everything. They have a female CEO. Uh, I can't wait to meet this incredible uh, group of ladies. They're already expressing interest about coming out to the races and experiencing that. Oh, and it's, thank you, Cam. So, you know, those fictional cars, they, yeah, like it, all it takes is just somebody to, uh, to see it and get excited by something. And, you know, yeah, uh, you know, this was born out of that. So, I really, really appreciate that. That's, I, I wanted to say, I didn't know if you could actually say anything. So that was just me doing a little bit of fishing there, but uh, uh, we really wanted to give a, a shout out to all your partners that to, to get you to the track. But uh, I, I'm so happy for both of you in this. I mean, I, I heard it from Cam's end and now hearing it from your, like, 
for me to both of you guys, I mean, that's so cool to see this happen on all those levels. So congrats to, to my wingman and to our guest tonight. Yeah, Cam, I got to take you out for dinner, man. What can I tell you? I owe you one. <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, it, we talked about it earlier. It's something that I want to see. I want to see women move up. I want to see uh, companies come in into racing. And, and sometimes that's, like you said, it all, all you need is to, to try. I mean, you, you don't know unless you ask. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and it just so happened that, you know, this company works perfectly with see what, uh, see what she can do, which, uh, you're, you're a, a proud ambassador for and, and the work that they do in the community, I think it's going to work perfect with racing mm-hmm. and, the biggest thing about this company and women racers is that you guys have to compete in a male dominated field and you kind of have this, the decks, the decks uh, stacked against you and why not partner up? Cause you guys can, can I think, and I think this is, you know, I think it's a fantastic fit and, and hopefully that they, uh, you know, they agree and um, maybe there'll be more fix it female uh, drivers in the future. And, and we can get, uh, we can get something, uh, to take off, but, um, you know, Amanda, it's, it's, uh, it's because you were a racer that that happened, right. It's because, um, I, you know, I, it's funny. I knew Amanda Balson from Peterborough Speedway. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Amanda Connolly that was <laughs> winning in OSS. <laughs> so I did. I thought you were two completely one and people. the same. <laughs> some people, I know some people think that I'm two different people. Sometimes it's sort of funny. <laughs> it's like, I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, um, obviously uh, we're big fans uh, of you and, and all of uh, the 16 team and, and, uh, and definitely we hope to be out and, and get to see you uh, on the track this year. And um, we'll be out in, in full force this season and um, definitely get you stickers and scuffs decal to go with the, right next to the fix it females decal on the, on the 16 hot rod. But um, how can people follow you on social media? If you want them to. Oh yeah. Um, I'm a little more, I've, I've, Try very hard with the Instagram. I'm at 16 racer on Instagram or better uh, Twitter. Uh, just, well, I'm not very active on there. So at 16 racer on Instagram or Amanda Balson on Facebook. I'm pretty active on Facebook. It's probably my preferred method. Cause I'm older. I'm not old. <laughs> Forget of TikTok, but I didn't know. <laughs> I get you. I understand totally. I'm 40 as well. I don't get it. There's <laughs> too many things and it's so hard. <laughs> and just I'm paranoid of making some kind of mistake. Like I was even nervous about today. I'll be completely honest. Like, oh, see? <laughs> nervous if I had that. a nickel for every time I'd done that. <laughs> I was just gonna say I was I'm so nervous. <laughs> forward and you seeing that i'm literally wearing christmas jam pants but it fell backwards so all you got to see was the roof of my kitchen you have jammy pants on don't you it's just gonna say if it makes you feel better i'm wearing budweiser track pants there you go 
literally have flat nice. There we go. I have you both beat. I'm in bike shorts right now. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. It's share your or your lower wear night tonight on um, stickers and scuffs. This all of a sudden our podcast is going to get an expletive rating on it. So let's, uh, <laughs> put the kids to bed, folks. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. We got to end this before <laughs> yeah. things get really bad. This is awesome. You can't call us journalists. We're fans. That's what we do. Hell yeah. I'm going to hold it because it's just. <laughs> oh, God. This is Amanda, like the best ever. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, we all the best this season, really. Thank you so much. You guys are so much fun. Do it again. Have a better. Uh, Absolutely. This. <laughs> all right. You guys have a good one. Bye. You too.